Let's turn in the Scriptures, if you have them, to Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. And we'll be reading the whole chapter, verses 1 through 20. Ecclesiastes 10, verses 1 through 20. Beginning in verse 1, these are God's words, so let's give our full attention to the Lord who speaks. Dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor. So doth a little folly him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. A wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart at his left. Yea, also, when he he that is a fool walketh by the way, his wisdom faileth him. And he saith to everyone that he is a fool. If the spirit of the ruler rise up against thee, leave not thy place, for yielding pacifieth great offenses. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun as an error which proceedeth from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity, and the rich sit in low place. I have seen servants upon horses, and princes walking as servants upon the earth. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, and whoso breaketh an hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Whoso removeth stones shall be hurt therewith, and he that cleaveth wood shall be endangered thereby. If the iron be blunt and he do not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength. But wisdom is profitable to direct. Surely the serpent will bite without enchantment, and a babbler is no better. The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool will swallow up himself. The beginning Of the words of his mouth is foolishness, and the end of his talk is mischievous madness. A fool also is full of words. A man cannot tell what shall be, and what shall be after him. Who can tell him? The labor of the foolish wearieth every one of them, because he knoweth not how to go to the city. Woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child, and thy princes eat in the morning. Blessed art thou, O land, when thy king is the son of nobles, and thy princes eat in due season for strength and not for drunkenness. By much slothfulness the building decayeth, and through idleness of the hands the house droppeth through. A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. Curse not the king, no, not in thy thoughts, And curse not the rich in thy bedchamber, for a bird of the air shall carry the voice, and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. Those are God's words. We have learned again and again as we've gone through Ecclesiastes that all is vanity, all is worthless outside of Jesus Christ and knowing Him. But in union with Christ, friends, there is purpose, there is hope. And comfort and many things. 
And in the first three verses of this chapter, we're called to preserve our reputation where we can. And of course, that's preserving our reputation in accordance with godliness and according to the Word of God. And to manage our daily affairs to avoid folly or foolishness. In verse 4, God's people must be submissive to our superiors. Um, that's in uh, the house, that's in uh, with government, that's with uh, all sorts of relationships, children even to parents. And then verses 8-11, through 11, a call to you to live quiet and peaceable lives. And you see many in the world and also in the church seeking to meddle, uh, to be divisive or seditious, to go and completely uh, uh, go against someone. Uh, but Christ calls us to live peaceable lives because there is much danger and folly in, in seeking to disrupt everything. Verse 15, the same as with what we just said about our lives, and same with our tongues. And you might understand that last point to live peaceable lives as you consider your tongues more so. Because you've all used your tongues, we've all used our tongues at times, and it has, because we've used it in an evil way or a foolish way, we have caused division, a hurt, uh, and have brought someone uh, great hurt, right? And so he calls us to govern your tongues. And in the same way, in all, all of our life, we're to live peaceable lives and quiet lives. And then through verse 19, be diligent when you work and seek to provide well for your families. It may be difficult for us, but the Lord is clear. Verse 20, do not curse. Do not speak ill of your rulers. Not even in secret. Not even in our thoughts. To speak ill because it will be found out. And uh, I'm not sure you want the king or the, your rulers to come after you uh, with the sword. And so what are we called to do with rulers? We are called to pray for them. Right? First Timothy 2, we're called to pray for them. We're called to call them to repentance. We are called to believe, uh, call them to believe the gospel. There's much that we're called to do in regards to our rulers and those in authority over us, our kings, our princes. But one thing that we are not, and we're commanded to not do, is to curse them. We are not to curse them. And that is perhaps in our nation today very easy to do, and yet we're called to not do that. And rather to pray for them and, and call them to repentance and faith in Christ. Now if you back up in the passage, going back to verses 5-7 through 7 and 16 and 17, we're here. He calls us to give... He gives, he gives wisdom to rulers. He gives wisdom to rulers in these, in these verses too. Verses 5-7, through seven, do not think they can do whatever they please. Rulers cannot do whatever they please. The same applied to husbands and fathers and parents to elders, uh, to anybody who is in authority over another, you cannot do whatever you please uh, with those under your authority. And specifically because you're under the authority of Jesus Christ, who is the mediatorial king and ruler of all things. And so in these verses, rulers are to be careful 
Uh, as well, who would they put their trust in? Verses 5 through 7, don't just put your trust in anyone. In verses 16 and 17, rulers are to rule well and not, that means not in a childish way. Not like a child would. That is, going back, doing whatever you want to do. Uh, and it's all about you and selfish. That's, all of our children are, are very selfish. You know, They always want what they want. And, uh, and rather, rulers are to rule in humility and for the good of those under their authority. And so rulers are to be temperate. And so friends, uh, generally, we are to put on wisdom. We are to put off all folly. Let's pray. A gracious Father, we're thankful for this passage. It does stretch us to trust Your will and not our own. That we would not act like we are God, and that we determine how to live according, uh, how to live before rulers and those in authority. And it's all in all of our relationships of life. There is always those who are superior and those who are inferiors. And so we're thankful for this passage that teaches us how to live. It doesn't matter how old we are or what station of life we're in. We're we're all. Uh, taught wisdom here. And we're thankful for this. We're thankful that You that you teach us Your ways. You don't leave us in the dark to, to figure it out ourselves or to determine it ourselves only to in the end be condemned forever. But You've revealed Yourself to us. You've revealed Your Word to us. Your commandments to us. We're thankful for this. Uh, for we know... Many of us know what it would be like if we didn't have Your Word, if we didn't know You, if You didn't reveal Yourself to us, You didn't send Your Spirit into our hearts to change our hearts and grant us faith. By Your grace, we know that our lives would be very very depressing and without hope in this world, without true hope. And so, Father, we're forever thankful for how You've revealed Yourself to us and how You've sent forth Your Spirit at the right time to bring Your elect in and call them effectually unto You. And Father, we pray that everyone here, You would call effectually if it would be Your will, even of our children, those in the womb, Father, we ask that You would watch over our families in which passage we've just read applies perfectly and pray that You would be with husbands and fathers and parents that they would rule and lead their homes and shepherd their homes according to Your Word alone with grace and humility and forgive us where we have failed in that. We pray that You would Watch over and be with the wives, children, and they would all be submissive unto you as they seek to submit to their parents and their husbands and fathers. And Father, we ask that you would build us up, that we would do all things in submission unto you and obey Christ.
our king and our ruler, our priest king. We're thankful that you are the God who answers our prayers. We're thankful that uh, Wonder uh, got his visa approved. We're thankful uh, for him and, and Vanessa, and we pray that you would bring Wonder here soon, that the cost would not be very much. And uh, we uh, trust you to bring him here. Because we know it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for Vanessa to be alone. And so bring them together uh, quickly. And uh, Father, we're thankful again that You've answered that prayer. You're the God who loves to hear our prayers and answer. We're thankful that You've answered our prayers concerning Blaze and Nadine, that You've brought them here safely. We pray that You would be with Blaze, that You would grant him uh, work quickly. And uh, something that he will enjoy. Uh, and uh, Father, we pray that you provide for that family. And thankful for the the uh, the love and humility of Curtis to show them, uh, be hospitable to them while they're looking for a home and work. And so pray that you will bless all of them and uh, the Staver family, who's all pretty much here today, and are thankful uh, for them. Now, Father, we do pray as well that You would be with our congregation. We're thankful that You have given us one another, and yet there's much division in our congregation. There's division because there's people who refuse to come and worship. they divided themselves from us. And uh, they've refused You or rebelled against You. And we pray that You would bring them back and You would unite us together again and And uh, Father, we do thankful for the unity we do have, which oftentimes we praise You for and thank You that it's pretty good compared to many other congregations, and yet not the unity we desire. We desire a greater unity. Uh, Not only here, but with all the churches throughout the world. And so bring that about through reformation and revival, where there is much sin in the church. And in, 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 in this church, Father. And so sanctify Your people. And revive us. Turn us back to You and revive Your people. And send Your Spirit to enliven Your people to love You and cherish You. And to be those who go out and tell the rulers and call them to repentance and faith in Christ. Who go out and, and call sinners to repentance. We pray that we would be a congregation filled with people who love to do that and who do do that. And uh, Father, moreover, we pray for reformation, that You would turn our, our thoughts and our beliefs to You, to Your Word, which is living and active. Every other word is dead. And uh, even our, our own words that we come up with ourselves, meaningless, it's worthless, it's vanity, and uh, so, Father, we pray that we would be men and women and children of the Word who love Your Word and who reform our own hearts and our lives according to Your Word. And, Father, we ask for uh, that You would cleanse us and sanctify us of our sins and forgive us of our many frailties and follies. And grant us wisdom in Christ Your Son. For He is wisdom. You are wisdom. And so grant us wisdom. 
And Father, grant us zeal, patience, make us to be righteous. All these things, according to Your Word, that we would honor You, not so we can glory in ourselves, but to honor You. We pray as well. We're thankful that You answered the prayer that we heard. uh, We prayed last Lord's Day about Pastor Frank Smith, that You healed him or brought him through the surgery. Uh, the open heart surgery, we're thankful that they found the, the other blockage that they didn't know about and they took care of that too. Pray that you would recover, cause him to recover quickly, that he might be able to minister again, even in his older age. Uh, no, he seems like he has many years left to serve you. We pray that you would grant him that, if it would be your will. And Father, we, we're thankful and, uh, for this church. Pray that You would build us up. Pray for those who are sick or not feeling well today. And uh, Father, we pray for Mark. You, that rash that he has, You would heal him and give wisdom to Philip and Julie about what may be causing that so that he might be healed. And, and uh, Father, pray that that would come about quickly. Any others who are sick and Weak in muscles, bones, organs, cancers. They have cancer, Father. Whoever that might be, pray that You would heal them. Pray even for uh, Audrey's mother, April, and her cancer in the brain, that You would heal her. And we're thankful that she's uh, doing well going through the the treatments. Pray that You would uphold her. And uh, thankful that You healed her before, just uh, about a year ago. And yet, uh, cancer returned. Father, we pray that You would heal her again. We know you can. You know we know you will. For all those who believe on Christ, you will heal all of our bodies completely. And we're thankful as we'll read about that even this this morning in Matthew's gospel. Father, protect your bride from the attacks of the world and Satan and even our own flesh. And cause us to be meditating upon your word day and night that Your Word would come to mind when we are tempted with sin, and we would run from it to Christ Your Son. Father, never leave us nor forsake us, for we need You. We need Your Spirit. And so send forth Your Spirit and power, even today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.